Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. How many know that you have to do things intentionally in order to move to the location you want to go, right? You have to do things intentionally in order to step in the right direction. So a lot of times you have to do things on purpose. You can't just accidentally go through life and hope that something great happens or hope that you're going to end up in this amazing place in life. And a lot of us find ourselves in destinations that don't make sense. They find ourselves in, in things that are like, I didn't know, I don't know how I got here. And maybe it's just because of unintentional movement. You're just kind of going with the flow. You're Pocahontas. Let the wind lead you. Just around the riverbed. <laughs> you guys watch Disney movies? Yeah. I was a Disney movie junkie. Maybe you're just going with the flow. But let me tell you, there's power in intentionality. And when you intentionally put your foot to the ground, and you intentionally put words out of your mouth, when you intentionally do things on purpose, you end up in the location you want to end up in. And it's with anything in life, really. It's with raising kids. You can't just hope they turn out good. All the parents want to say a big amen. amen. You can't just accidentally, you know, just let them out and say, just fend for yourself, take care, take luck. You're going to need it. I don't know why I went southern there, but the parents must be southern. Just get out there, leave yourself, leave something. And you can't just accidentally just like, put your kids into the world. You have to intentionally put things in them on place, on purpose. You know, the Bible says train a child in the way you should go, and then he won't depart. But it comes to training. You can't just hope, oh, my finances are just going to be super blessed. They're just going to be blessed just because. Because God is God, and I am mine. You know, I'm me, and he's him, and they're just going to be blessed. You can't do that. It's, that's foolishness. You're a fool if you think that it's just going to happen, and we talk all the time, this is going to be the best year yet. you believe that? Uh, for me and my family, this is going to be our year. We're going to look back on this year and say, wow, look what God did. But it's not just saying it. Saying it's one thing. That's cool. You can declare it, and that will do something for your insides. You know, your heart will get all excited. Your, your body will follow suit. That's why we declare things. That's why we praise the Lord. And that's why the overcoming comes after the praise, because we declare it, and it speaks into existence, and everything else follows. We speak victory, and everything else follows. And so it's great to declare, but if there's no action to follow in that declaring, then you're a fool. This is going to be the best year yet, but you do nothing to make that year happen. You're a fool. You're, you're speaking things in vain. It's going to be the best year yet. Well, how? Why? What are you doing to see that happen? It's, it's being intentional. It's saying, I want to be here, so I'm putting things in place. And so we're in this series, Love Sick. And my heart in this, I really believe that there is a movement of God that is in place, in, in already in the work, it's already going forward, and God is waiting on a people to get involved in the movement. And I believe that when we get desperate for him, we get to that place where we're seeking him, and we make his relationship, our relationship with him, number one, then everything else flows out of that. 
And so my heart for this series, and I've really been praying through it, is that God would get us to a level of desperation. That we would stop being surfacy. And not that you're being surfacy, but I just want to talk to us a little bit. Can we talk real? Is that all right? Is that okay? Do I have your permission to preach today? Awesome, awesome. Can you preach to me too? I'm a conversation preacher. I love to talk back. So, man, if you hear something good, just give me a little, yeah, that's right, white boy. You know what I mean? Like, just give me something good. Um, but, but I want to talk to us about being lovesick because I really believe a relationship with Jesus is where everything else flows out of. And you can be intentional about your walk with God. You can serve Him. You can, you can get on the, you know, change our city team and you're serving people and you're getting involved here on a team and you're doing things on purpose. You're involved in the weekend experience. You're going through your city. You're doing things on purpose. But if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, that is where the light comes from. That's where the light comes from. And so if you don't have that going on, everything you do is in vain. It's good, but it's not doing anything on purpose. And so we have to get our relationship with Jesus right first. And out of that flows everything else. We had a scripture growing up that we always spoke and memorized and got in our hearts because it was just super key. And it was this priority scripture where it said, Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all of these things will be added to you. And it was a priority thing. It was like, get God first, get his relationship in first, and then everything else flows out of it. And if you set God as number one, and you get this relationship with him, then you're hearing him, he's empowering you, he's speaking through you, and all of a sudden the power that is in his hands is now working through your life. And so everything you serve, everything you do, everything you give, everything you speak, now has the touch of heaven on it that establishes the steps on earth. Get it, got it, good? Love sick. It's getting lovesick. It's getting beyond just coming to church. Beyond just reading our Bible and checking off our list. Beyond just praying over our meals. It's getting to that desperation level where we are obsessed with God. Because I really believe when we get obsessed with His presence, when we prioritize Him, He starts to prioritize His provision. He starts speaking things into existence for us. And we start seeing things happen. And I know, I know when we do this, we'll start seeing the hand of God move like it's never moved before in our lives. So I want to look at Revelations chapter 2. We've been camped out in this. Starting in verse 1. It says, To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven gold lampstands. And he's talking about the golden stars, and he, he shows a, a picture of the churches. He's talking about the churches and what they are. And a star is meant to give light. It's meant to guide. And so this whole thing of the church was meant to be this shining light to the world. It was meant to be a guide to show you where Christ was, right? So I love this picture, though, because it's Jesus holding the church in his hand and walking among the golden lampstands. Now, the golden lampstands were the angels or the pastors, or it's not, you know, honed down what it was, but it was everybody involved in the church, basically. And Jesus was walking among us. And I love this picture because it's this Savior who holds all this power and runs the entire universe and speaks things into existence and does miracles by his hand. And, I mean, this is an all-powerful, mighty God that desires to be with his creation. He desires to be with us. 
is this beautiful picture of Jesus being among us on earth, coming out of his glorious realm into the presence of his creation. And Jesus walks among us. And the word that he's walked there is exercise dominion. And this is great because Jesus has all the power, all the authority. I mean, his name is above all names. He's like the, the head honcho, right? The big kahuna. There is none other. And so when Jesus says something, it's done. And so he, he exercises his dominion among us. So he holds us up, which is comforting, right? Because it's not on our own strength. It's Jesus holding us. And so Jesus elevates us up to be the light to the sea. But also it's a warning and an accountability to the church to be the light that we're called to be. It's Jesus among us comforting us, saying, I'm with you always. But it's also Daddy coming in saying, all right, what are you doing with this light I've given you? What are you doing with the charge I placed on you? To go and make disciples. To make heaven come down to earth. And so it's this, it's this picture of Jesus walking among us and us being called to this standard. And he says, hey, listen, you've been doing a lot of great things. Talk to the churches. And he's like, you're doing a lot of great things. You've been persevering through the hardships and things that have been going on. And you haven't given up. Way to go. You've been making it through. And you've even been testing people as they're preaching and speaking words. You've been making sure they're right. Making sure they're correct. Like, don't let anything in that's garbage. You've been keeping it right, keeping it real. He said, but this I hold against you. I put that up, verse number four. He said, this I hold against you. He said, you've forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you've fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. And he said, listen, you've been getting a lot of stuff right. You've been, you know, you've been hanging out with the goods and you've been serving me with, with all of your might and ability. You've been persevering and doing all the things, but you stopped that religion. I don't know, last time, last time I checked, Jesus didn't come to give us religion. I mean, if you go through the scriptures, you'll see time and time again, God prioritized relationship or religion any day. He wanted to be near us. He wanted to be in fellowship. He wanted to talk. Hey, let's talk. You got questions? Let's talk. Jesus was a God of relationship. And a lot of times we stop at the religion part. But I'll tell you one thing. I don't want to be a part of a church that's all about religion. It's not about that. Because if we're not doing that, we're not doing that, making sure we're not doing that too, because that's not of God. And we're not doing that, we're not doing that. We're, we're, we get into this cycle of we're serving religion. Oh, we can't do that, we can't do that. Hey, listen, it's not my job to convict. It's not your job to convict. Don't judge me. That's not your job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. And he does his job real well. He'll convict down deep where you could never convict with your words. That's not our job. Our, not, our job is to be like, oh, not this, not this. Our job is to dive into a relationship with Jesus. Because it's in that relationship that we find out what we're supposed to be doing. And then he teaches us what we're not supposed to be doing. But that comes out of relationship with him. We don't start there. Well, in order to come into this church, you must not do this, not do this. You must meet this standard and be here. You must be this tall to ride the ride. <laughs> like, like, who are we to, to, to 
make this standard of who comes into God's presence and who comes into relationship with Jesus. I'm so glad God didn't say, Elijah, you have to be here before you come to me. I'm so glad. I would have never made it. Never. And I'm glad that he says, there is no standard. You just come to me. You come to your first love. You seek after me. I, I'm going to talk to you because there might be some in this room that you've been with God for years. I mean, this has been, you've grown up in the church. You've gone to Roller Rangers. I'm dating myself a little bit. But you've been, you know, you've done everything. You went to missionettes, you got the band. You know, you, you know all the scriptures. You've been in it. I want to talk to you about taking a relationship into that deep level with God. Where it's not just about the things you do. It's not just about the, the things you become normal and a habit. But it's about a relationship with Jesus. It takes you into the unknown. It takes you into the walking on water. And you're scared to death. Wow, I've never done this before. God, you're leading me, right? You're guiding me. And this is what I love about Jesus. He doesn't bring us. He leads us. Let me say that again. God doesn't just bring us to the destination he wants us. We don't just say, God, I, I want to I go where you are. And he's just like, all right, come here. I'll help you. He leads us and guides us through everything that we face. So we face life. When we come to Jesus, life doesn't become unicorns and rainbows. When we come to Jesus, life still happens. The difference is we're in relationship with him, and he leads us and guides us and strengthens us as we walk so that whatever comes our way, we have a backup. We have a bodyguard. We have the comforter, the, that one that gives us strength. We have that. And so he says, repent. He uses this word, repent. And this word has sometimes been taken out of context, but it's this, it's this word of turning and going the opposite direction of where you're headed. And so when we're in the middle of something and we realize, man, God lays in our heart, hey, you, you've been doing all this stuff, but you've forsaken your first love, and you find yourself there, repent is to turn around and say, I'm not going to do what I've been doing. I'm going to do something different in order to go the direction I need to be going. Because it's not so much in what you're doing, it's the way you're going. Yeah. Sometimes we get caught up in the, the, the what. Well, what are you doing? What, 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 what? And really we need to know which way are we headed. We need to know. We're headed towards him. We want a relationship with Him. That's all that matters. And if we have a heart after Him, if we have a passion after Him, if we get desperate for the things of God, He's going to answer all those questions of what we're going to be doing. But if you don't have the way you're headed, you ain't going to figure out the what. You've got to head towards Him. One time we were having this event and we showed up on the scene. I'm not very good at showing up places on time or early. I've never been good at it. I've always been the, the, the five-minute rush guy. You know the five-minute rush guy? It's the last five minutes before you're supposed to leave. You start to rush and do everything you're supposed to be doing. But you procrastinate not. <laughs> so you're trying to do laundry, or you're, you get dressed, you get a shower, everything in that five minutes, right? You're like, I can do it. It's the five-minute rush. And so I've never been good at getting placed on time. But we've been getting better being in Philly because you have to park and walk like eight blocks to get anywhere, right? And so we've been getting better at like setting our alarm to, to leave like 30 minutes before we're actually supposed to be at a place in order to get there on time. So we go to this event, we're there 30 minutes early. I'm feeling so good. I'm like, what the no? I'm here early? What am I gonna do with my time? Maybe I'll make some calls, maybe listen to music. I don't know, like, it's free time. Like, I, I love free time. Nothing makes me happier than getting placed on time. It's weird, but I just love it. 
So we're there on time, and I'm like, I better get out and just see where this place is. So I'm getting out, looking around, like, man, I don't see this place anywhere. Where, where is it? And I'm thinking, all right, sometimes Google drops you off a mile away from where you're supposed to be. So I'm like, oh, let's just walk around a little bit. So I'm walking around. Well, finally, I call the lady. I'm like, hey, what's going on? I, I don't know where it is. Like, I'm at the destination. Google dropped me off. Like, where am I? And uh, she was like, well, what's the address? And I read her the address. She goes, you're at the wrong place. I was like, what? I put in the right address. I was 30 minutes away from where I was supposed to be. All of a sudden, I'm an hour late, and I'm hacked. I'm like, no way. I had ended up in a destination I didn't want to be, desired to be, mean to be, wasn't even, like, that moment wasn't created for me to be in that place. I don't know if you've ever found yourself there where you find yourself in a destination, you're like, how did I get here? This isn't right. This isn't correct. This isn't where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, how did I get here? It's the realization moment. It's the, it's the remembering how far we've fallen, right? It's that moment where you say, wow, where am I? And you put in the right address, and you're like, wow, I'm off. Like, I'm off. I've been getting caught up in the what. I've been getting caught up in something that I've been trying to do on my own. And it's time I turn around and go in the right direction towards the Savior, towards the answer, towards the, the one who provides everything. And so we repent. But repenting is hard. Because if you want to stop an old habit, you have to what? Start a new habit. You have to replace. So really, to repent is to replace. And if you want to repent of something, you really have to replace it. That's why it never works when you bring someone to the church and they get saved and they, they, they get Jesus in the heart and you have this moment of just Ah, this grace and mercy flows, and you can see the life change is awesome. You can't just keep them there and saying, all right, just don't do that, 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 or that, and you'll be good. Because old habits are hard to break. In fact, they're impossible to break. Studies have shown you can't just break an old habit. You have to start a new one. And so when you come to this realization, wow, I've gotten off. Repenting is replacing. And say, instead of doing what I've been doing, maybe I've been a little selfish with my time, Maybe I've been unintentional about things. Maybe I haven't pursued God. I've just been happening to be around God. And then you replace it with, all right, I'm going to get strategic. I'm going to place a time in my day where I get with God and I seek his face. And I'm not just talking about praying over your meal. I'm not just talking about, hey, God, bless my day, bless my finances, amen. I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about a prayer that is desperate, that says, God, I need you. I want to see you. Give me opportunities to show your love today. Let me hear your voice on a deeper level than I've ever heard it before. I want to show you a scripture because this really jumped out of the page to me. And it's a scripture I've, I've read literally for years. And it was just this, just this last couple of weeks that I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Everybody say, now. now. Next one. Now. You got it? Verse 15 says, Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer offered in this place. I want to tell you something. That God doesn't just want to take you from a place that you've been. He doesn't, because he says, If my people will turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then I will heal them, I will forgive them, and heal their land. I will bring them up to even, right? But he doesn't want to stop there. He doesn't want to just heal you of the past. He doesn't just want to get you in an okay relationship with him. 
He wants to take you beyond because he says, and then now, once you've turned from your wicked ways, once you've sought my face, and then I've healed your land, I've healed you, now I want to be attentive to your prayers that you're praying for the future. I want to walk you into the destiny that I want you to have. And I want to be attentive to what you're saying, what you're speaking. I believe that God is waiting on a people that will turn from their ways and seek his face, get passionate about him so that he heals their land. And then every word that comes out of their mouth, the, God's ears are attentive to it and getting it done here on earth. I believe we haven't seen a time yet where there are men and women of God who are speaking things into existence because of the passion that's in their heart and they're seeking after God with a desperation level that goes beyond just going to church, beyond just in a relationship with Jesus. It goes into a desperation level saying, God, I need you. I need you. We need you here on earth. And we want to bring God's kingdom down here to earth as it is in heaven. You know what's going on in heaven? Perfection. Holy. Holiness. And so we're, we're on earth saying, God, we need to hear your voice. We need to see your face. We need to write things down in our journal, God. We need to get with you. And you need to speak to this so that we can be, you can be attentive to what we're praying, what we're speaking into existence here on earth. So if... I want you to write this down. If you'll seek his face, turn from that, then he'll heal. He'll forgive. And now his eyes are open and his ears are attentive to the prayers offered in this place. And I don't know about you, but I know in this room full of people who are hungry and desperate for a move of God. I'm excited to be a part of a church that not only just comes and gathers, because it's good, it's fun to gather with each other. We have groups that we're a part of. We're on teams together. We're serving together. That's all fun and games. I love it. But if we want to see a move of God, we have to get desperate for Him. And that's getting on our face. And that's seeking Him. That's praying prayers like, God, show me your ways. Show me your glory. Show me what you want to see. And he'll show you. He's done this time and time with me. He'll show you things. Say, Elijah, you got to get that right. you got to get that area right. Elijah, Elijah, take care of that. And it's not, it's not a get here or you can't be with me. It's a father taking care of his child. Saying, that's hurting you. It's not going to be okay for you. It's not going to be good for you. If you get rid of that, you turn from that, then you'll see my hand at work. You'll see me heal your land. You'll see me take care of everything. And then when we start to pray, we start to seek God. We start to say, God, I need you to touch my neighborhood. I need you to touch my family. I need you to touch my workplace. God, I need you. When we start praying those prayers, he starts moving. And we say, all right, God, you're doing that. God, now we need you to heal this person because they got some disease in their body and it needs to die in the name of Jesus. And so we start praying things into existence and seeing the hand of God move like it's never moved before. We start praying, God, speak to us. And he starts speaking words of knowledge to us. When we go to work, we're starting to speak encouragement and life into our coworkers. And they're like, how did you know that? It's because we're directly connected to the Savior. Because we're lovesick. We're obsessed with Him. We're all about Him. And everything 
Everything else flows out of that. My love for you, my encouragement to you, my prayers that get things done, all flows out of my obsession with the Creator. And when I get that right, we can have a relationship. I can love you. I can love the world. I can, I can serve my city. I can help those that have been hurt and help them up. I can do that out of a relationship with Him. Because all of a sudden, I become the light that's shining in the darkness. And I'm not just doing things in vain. Because if you're without the light, you're a human helping a human. And that only goes so far. But if you have the light in you, all of a sudden you shine a light, not only on your path, but on the person next to you, the person you reach out to here. And now your, your kids are watching you as you're shining a light on their path as well. And, and your, your friends at school, they're all watching you. Your coworkers, they're watching you. All of a sudden you start to shine a light into the darkness. And you're making a difference because of your love sake, relationship with Jesus. Would you stand your feet with me today? I believe with all my heart that God wants to take us to another level, but I, I really believe that it is a replacing. It's a doing something instead of. So I don't know where you've been in your relationship with God and your worship and, and just where you are in your prayer life. I don't know where you are. Maybe, maybe you're at the point where you don't even... You know, you're, you're kind of on that journey of teetering between, like, whether God is real or not. Maybe you're in that, like, you haven't accepted Him as your Savior, and you're just kind of on the outskirts, and that's okay. Maybe you've been in this thing for a while, and your worship and your praise is just kind of mediocre, and it's just kind of making it through, and it depends on how you feel. You're kind of an emotional worshiper. If you feel good, you're all about it. But if you don't feel good, you're like, let's just sit through this one. And it's not, it's not a passion. It's not a lovesick. So I'd love to take a moment today. Can we, can we just get a little desperate for Jesus? Can we do that? If you feel comfortable, can you just raise both hands up and say, God, I'm desperate for you. And make a declaration for your life. How bad do you want him? How much do you want of him? Get in his presence and just really seek after. Say, God, I need to hear your voice. I need to see your face deeper, more than I've seen before. God, I'm not, I'm not okay with what I've done in the past. I'm not okay with just making it through. I'm not okay with the level that I've been living at. God, I want to go deeper. And that's the crazy thing about lovesick is it's not okay with where you're at. It's your yearning, your longing, your desperate for more. God, we want more of you. Can you just make that your prayer? Say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I want more of you. God, more of you in my family, more of you in my life. More of you in my relationships. More of you in my job. More of you in my everyday talk. More of you in my everyday walk, God. Everybody I come in contact with. Everybody I pray with. God, I need you in the midst of it. Because you are where healing takes place. In your presence is where love resides. In your presence is where true peace takes over. In your presence, God. So we need you, God. We cry out to you, Jesus. We're obsessed with you, Lord. We're passionate for you, God. We want to see your face over all other faces. We want to hear your voice over all other voices. So God, train our ears to hear you. Train our eyes to see like you. Break our hearts for the things that breaks your heart, God. Take us deeper. God, take me deeper. Take my wife deeper. Take my kids deeper. Let them know who you are, God. And when all other voices 
voices are shouting everything different. I pray that you would speak the loudest into their hearts. Let them know who they are. Let them know that you are real. Let them know that you are God. In the name of Jesus. God, we need you. We need you, Lord. We can't do this without you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Now, can we take a moment and can we just praise him? Can we just praise him for what we know he's going to do because we're putting him first for all the relationships that are going to be mended, all the addictions that are going to break off? Hey, there are addictions in this room. If they've been holding on to you for years, let me tell you, my friend, get this thing right. Get obsessed with him. And I promise you, he's the, he's the one that breaks the chains that can't be broken by any other power, any other medication, any other sequence of events that you have to put in place. He's the one that breaks all things. And there are some diseases that are going to die in your body because you're getting this thing right with him. And not that those come out of that, but we are seeing a movement of God that's going to happen. Can we praise him for what God's going to do in our lives, in our finances, in our children? Come on, lift up a shout of praise with me. Come on, hallelujah, God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Lift up your name, O oh Lord. Lift up your name, O oh Lord. I see your presence here on earth, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yo, that preacher's crazy. Let me tell you what. I'm just excited for what God's going to do in your life because we can speak. This is going to be the best year yet. It's going to be the best year of you and you and you and you get a car and you get a car and everybody gets a car. We can, we can speak that all day long. But if we're not intentional and put things in place on purpose, we'll end up in destinations that are unknown. Places that we're like, how do we get here? But if we do things on purpose, we say, hey, listen, collectively, let's seek God. Can you imagine a church that we're so in tune with who God is that when we come together and gather in one place, we bring that presence with us? And it's not just coming together to sing a song, but literally we're bringing heaven with us. Can you imagine what can happen in this room? Can you imagine what will happen in our workplaces? When you start to walk in with the presence of God, you start to be that light. Can you imagine what happens to your coworkers? <laughs> and they start sharing with you, yeah, I feel, I feel I'm a bit a little sick. I'm like, a bit kind of under the weather. Like, hey, my friend, let me pray for you. You mind if I pray real quick? Like, let's see what God can do. And it's not on you. Take the pressure off yourself. Well, what if God doesn't? Well, God's have up to him. Blame it on him. Hey, let's see what God wants to do. Maybe he wants to touch you. Can I pray real quick? Can you imagine what's going to happen? When we start seeking the face of God and making Him a priority and get passionate for Him, can you imagine what's going to happen to our city? At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.